You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Live Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Living in the Council of Mercy is the title of this devotion. The Council, the inward reasonings, the inward thinkings, feelings, knowings of mercy. Mercy is one of these phenomenal words that really the English translation there, mercy, does not give the fullness of what we see in Scripture. It's the word chesed in the Hebrew. And it is the unfailing love, the faithful love, the compassionate moving of the heart of the Father, the Heavenly Father, that moved with compassion, that, that inward yearning of love for his children, for his people. And the counsel of mercy is where you have a mindset of it, a reasoning, a reacting, a way of thinking and talking that represents that fundamental part of your heart that is godly, his mercy, his love. God is love, and he who loves is of God and abides in God. And in that abiding in God, his love is perfected in you. It says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, And as that love, God's love in you through your union with him is perfected, it shows by having no fear before him in the day of judgment, because fear involves torment, but and he who fears shows that he's not yet made perfect in love. But God's perfect love drives out all that fear and gives you that peaceful confidence of feeling completely loved and accepted by the Father. And that's the great fruit of salvation that comes through our union with Jesus. So the counsel of mercy is not just for a few who are in a particular area of ministry, but it's the heart of all God's people. It's the heart of his church. By this, Jesus said, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And mercy is, is that great attribute that God revealed to Moses in Exodus 34, when Moses in chapter 33 said to God, show me now your glory. And God says, I will pass before you and proclaim my name. I will speak to you what lives in me, who I am. And when he passed by Moses, he heard the Lord say, the Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, abounding in goodness. Abound, uh, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Oh, you read it there in Exodus chapter 34. How I meditate on it and pray it all the time that that is what drives me on my knees every day to love my Father is that His mercies are new every morning. 
and great is his faithfulness, as Lamentations 3 says. Let me read to you here from Hebrews chapter 4, starting at verse 14. I, I know I opened yesterday's devotion from the same scripture. Seeing then that we have such a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, we have him. We have him. Think about that. I have a house. I have a wife. I have children. I have grandchildren. I have a high priest, Jesus. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see, as you spend time through prayer and worship at that throne of grace I talked to you about yesterday, you spend time there. You spend time, Father, Father, thank you for having made me accepted in Jesus and that I now have access by faith through the blood into your holy place that I live in communion with you, Father. How I long to know your mercy. How I long for it to be revealed in all my heart. You say in your word in Luke 6, 36, be merciful even as your heavenly Father is merciful. Lord, I want this mercy, your mercy, your faithful love revealed in my heart day and night. You see, you spend time and then it begins to manifest in you. It begins to manifest. And, and listen, dear friends, <clears throat> I know that maybe you're at a certain condition of hardness of heart, which we can all have. Me too. It's just part of living in this world. I mean, the disciples, right up to the end, right up into the upper room, the Lord had to correct them that their hearts were still hard, even after the resurrection, when they wouldn't believe the report of the women that, that they had seen two angels who told them he's risen, and they wouldn't believe it. He said, come on, you read it in Luke 23, 24. He says, your heart's still hard that you wouldn't believe? So the Lord had to deal with his disciples, and you and I need to not be unthoughtful, but realize that our hearts can be hard. That means you don't perceive, you don't hear, you, you don't see. That is the condition of a hard heart. And so the Lord, he, he cautions us to be careful because, listen, it's through your new birth that you receive Christ's life in you that you enter into the counsel of his mercy. I mean, you're in it. It's in you. Look at it, what it says here in Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even though we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, and so forth. Oh, it's so beautiful. But God, who's rich in mercy so that he may satisfy 
the great love with which he loved us, even though we were dead, made us alive. That is the counsel of his mercy. The counsel of his mercy is when you are with somebody who is dead spiritually, who's blind spiritually, deaf spiritually, who don't perceive it, who's completely alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them. Ephesians talks about this. You have this counsel of mercy to want to see them come alive, to want to see them partake of the life of God. Oh, I will never forget. Some years ago, I was ministering in Armenia and thousands of people came to be ministered to. And I just was given grace to keep ministering to them all, one by one, one by one. After many, 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 many hours of ministering to people, I just needed a rest. I just needed, I was physically needing a little rest. And so I sat down and they came and they said, Pastor, I know you're very tired, but there is the son of a bishop or something like that here. And his father sent him, would you please see him? I said, of course, of course, bring him in. And here came this young man. Oh, my friends, he was so dark. He was so blind. He was so deaf. He was so alienated from God through the ignorance that was in him. I could see it. It was so obvious. The darkness was so strong in him. And I just began to talk. I just began to talk like I'm just talking with you. I just began to talk. And as the life of the Son of God, through the counsel of his mercy, came out of me, he came alive. You see, Jesus in us has come to give life. That is the counsel of his mercy. That you walk into your home. And there's the counsel of his mercy bringing life into your home. You walk into a store, you're anywhere, and people feel this life. They feel this love. They feel this goodness. They feel this hope that is the counsel of his mercy. And how I long for you to know this and to desire to live in it. Because you see, it says here in Titus, Titus chapter 3, Oh, I love this little bitty book. It only has these three chapters. But it says in verse 4 of chapter 3 of Titus, When the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom we poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ who sits on the throne of grace and mercy, our Savior. Amen. Poured out this Holy Spirit abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that having been justified, made declared righteous in his God's side by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life and so forth. But look at it, the counsel of mercy is that people are saved. Come on, friends, none of us deserve to be saved. None of us can boast in that we've been good, so we should be saved. That we've done what's right and should be saved. No, my friends, salvation cannot be purchased with good deeds. Salvation was purchased for us by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And nothing but the blood is the very beauty and excellence of the counsel of God's mercy. 
how that blood speaks of better things, how that blood speaks of come all you sinners that are heavy laden and burdened with guilt and shame, and I will give you rest in the mercies of God. Oh, dear friends, let the counsel of mercy rule and reign in your heart. If your loved one, your husband, your wife, your children, your grandchildren, your neighbor, your friend wrongs you, makes a mistake, cheats you, does the wrong thing, do not walk around with the counsel of vengeance, with the counsel of the ungodly, with the counsel of the, of the bitter, the seat of the scornful, Psalm 1 talks about it. No, walk around with the counsel of mercy. Walk around with the counsel of grace. My father, oh, he had the counsel of mercy in his heart. My older sister Esther, before my father passed away in 1997, she said to my dad, Dad, what all these people have done against you and Mama, and they were so evil against you and caused so much pain for you, Mama, what do you think about it, Pa? What do you think about it, Pa? My dad said to her, Oh, Esther, let's just keep loving. Let's just keep sharing Jesus. And that was his answer. When I sat by his bed just shortly before he passed away, I said, Pa, with all that you've done for God through all your life, what reward are you looking for when you see the Lord? He opened his green eyes and looked at me. I said, is that a strange question, Dad? He didn't look unkind. But in other words, what are you asking me? I said, is that a strange question? He said, yes, of course. I said, why? He said, what greater reward than to be called the Son of God? You see, that's the counsel of mercy living in my father's heart. That counsel of mercy came into his heart in different stages because it is so great that with every new revelation of that mercy, there's a greater one awaiting you. And that's why I want to encourage you to keep embracing the mercies of God because there is more mercy than you could ever dare to ask, hope, or pray for. In 1942, my father was walking to work in Brooklyn, New York, where he was working in those days as a young man. And he saw a drunkard sleeping in the gutter, cuddling his empty bottle of alcohol. And as he walked past him, the Spirit of the Lord came upon my father so strong that he fell to his knees and was weeping and weeping as he felt the love of Jesus for that man. And Jesus spoke to my dad and said to him, John, do you know you know better than him? And my father got the revelation of the mercy of the Father that Jesus came to bring us through his great love in offering himself for us on the cross of Calvary. And so this is my plea with you this day in this devotion. Embrace his mercies are new every morning. It says in Lamentations 3, they'll follow you all the days of your life. It says in Psalm 23 verse 8, come on, let mercy and goodness reign in your heart and give you the counsel of the Most High, give you his ways of thinking and reasoning and talking. Let me close with you here from Matthew chapter 9. 
Matthew chapter 9, verse 13. Jesus, let me just go ahead and read to you from verse 9. As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table of the house, table in the house, that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard this, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You see, friends, he said, go and learn about my mercy, the mercy I brought from heaven from the throne of my loving Heavenly Father, who sent me not to condemn, but to save the world. When Micah was repenting on behalf of his people, the book of Micah is a beautiful book. Micah was a contemporary of Isaiah. Micah was a, a prophet who, who lived about 20 miles away from Jerusalem, and he ministered there. And Isaiah, in those days of the king Jotham, and, and right through King Hezekiah and so forth. But, uh, but Micah, he was repenting on behalf of the nation. He was bearing within himself the pain of the sins of the people. Friends, it's not the counsel of mercy to look down upon the sins of others, but to feel their pain and sympathize and empathize with their suffering in this pain of sin. It's never the counsel of mercy to look down upon people and spit upon them and think, well, I don't want to know those people. I don't want nothing to do with that. Yes, we don't want anything to do with that way of living and that way of acting, but the sinner, we want to see receive this mercy. And here, Micah, he says, what does God want? What does he want as a payment for our sin, our children to pay the penalty for our failings? No. He wants you to love mercy, to do truly, and to walk humbly with your God. Be honest, be upright, and walk humbly with your God, but love mercy, he says there. You'll read it in Micah chapter 6, verse 7. So I want to encourage you, friends. Learn, as Jesus said. Learn. Right here, he says, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy. Luke 6, 36 says, be merciful, even as your Father is mercy. Come on, friends. Live in the counsel of his mercy. Amen? Have a good day.